Hello, and welcome to Eastgate Community Church. We are so glad you've joined us to listen to this message from our weekend encounter. We pray you are encouraged by what you are about to hear. You know, it's amazing to think that 2,000 years we've had the revelation of Jesus Christ. Some of us grew up in church. Some of us grew up in tradition. Some of us grew up in the world. <laughs> but it really doesn't matter when, uh, when you realize that Jesus came to reveal the Father. Jesus is not the Father. But he came to reveal. He was the express image of the Father. Come on, just, just fix your mind upon this. He was the express image of the Father. He was the Son, capital S. He came to emulate the Father. But they're different. But he came so that you could become a son of God, so that you could know the Father. So the Bible says he takes the lonely and he sets them into families. The truth of the matter is ever, ever since we came out of the womb, we've been looking for a family. You've been looking for a daddy. Been looking for a mom. And I'm going to tell you something. This will set you free. There are no perfect fathers. Your father, no matter how good he was at fathering you, is not perfect, never would be. When he came out of the womb, he was a son that ultimately had the choice to meet the Father. I remember years ago, a man of God calling me out in a meeting, kind of like this. And you know, Danny, as I look at you, I, I see myself years ago in the same season, similar season. I, 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 you know, I don't know anything about you, but I see myself years ago where you're seated right now. And a guy called me out and he, he called me up and he's and my wife and he says this he says where you have not been father god is going to father you and he's going to teach you how to father others and uh and and he's doing that in all of us he's doing that in the world he's doing that anyone that 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 would say yes lord father me but in luke 17 verse 15 this is just after the Pharisees and the tax collectors are are um, are doing what they do. Tax collectors were greedy. They were taking. They were actually taking their portion that was not theirs. They were stealing. And the Pharisees, we know, they were religious. The Bible said they were like clean on the outside, but on the inside they were filthy. Anybody feel that way this morning? You just feel filthy on the inside. Jesus comes to clean the inside of our cup. But it goes down to this next segue in verse 15. Then they brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked him. But Jesus called to them and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid, for such of this is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. See, what he's saying here and what he said, he still means. What Don was saying is 
is a is a is a word of the Lord. And the word of God affirms it. The Lord wants you to grow up. He wants you to he wants us to age. There's nothing wrong with that. But he never wants you to forget that you were a son. That you're a child to him. That you're special. And this morning, uh, you know, I just believe the Lord, he would bring a child up here this morning. And you could ask yourself, who's the most mature in this room? You know what he would do? He would bring a little child up here and we'd say, there they are. And we have to become like that child. Just believing something because daddy said it. If my dad says it, it's true. Children don't question their dads. Do they? Children don't question their dads are going to provide, do they? Children don't know what the dad has to go through to put food on the table. And they don't need to. Because that's dad's job. Let dad be dad. Let dad father you the way only dad can. Abba. Before Jesus died, he cried out, Abba. Daddy God. This is the message that sets people free because the message behind the message is the Father. And He embraces us in our weakness. Isn't it good? Dan, did you want to come up here? You... Yeah, come on. Let's try this. We're just, just fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit this morning. Just flowing. There's no... There's no plan to these services. So when I was back there, um, just wanted to add something to this message of freedom that we were really going after and going after for a couple weeks. But, um, you know, I just felt like we probably all did first that inhibition, like, oh, you know, I don't want to dance. I don't want to jump around, but maybe I should, but I really don't want to. You know, that kind of, when you start talking to yourself, you've kind of already lost. And, um, you know, someone, whoever, had said something about, you know, the spirit of fear. I think maybe Tom. And I was just thinking about that. It's like, I'm not going to give place to a demon in my life to control me, to control what I do, to steal from me. And I just started to get this holy agitation, this holy offense. It's like, how, how dare they even approach me as a son of God? How dare they even come in my presence, let alone try and dictate my heart and what I do? I just got so angry about it. And it's like, I'm going to dance now. <laughs> and, um, and I started dancing. And <laughs> I mean, I wasn't in that super joyful place of just enjoying God. I was like, I'm going to kill something right now. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I just, you know, just my imagination, I just see like the literal demons. It becomes imaginary when we talk about it sometimes. Spirit of fear, spirit of religion. No, it's a real demon. Or, like real, like up on you, in your business, touching you. That's so offensive to me. And I just saw just like taking it by the throat. And this would be graphic, but putting it on the ground and just pop, pop, pop. Just murdering it. Just murdering it. Just right in the face. And that was just <laughs> that was just my whole approach to it. And so maybe that relates more to the men than the women. Um, yeah, but I'm just, you know, I've, I'm confident we'll keep going for this stuff. But the next time that opportunity presents itself, and you know, something that I had done just 
kind of preparing myself even for moments like this, you know, years ago, knowing that God wanted me to be that free and knowing that I wasn't. So just in my own time with the Lord, when I was totally alone, I would start dancing because I, I don't even know what is, how, but what do I do, you know? I was just too much in my own head so that now when I'm in a moment, I know the Lord is saying, do it. Like, don't give them that place. Then I at least know, okay, I just kick my legs around a little bit. Some of you guys, I think, probably need that freedom, but just don't. Don't let them hold you down like that and steal from you, steal inheritance from you. Like, that's so wrong. You just got to murder them. Um, so that's my message of freedom. <laughs> so how did you want to... Yeah. I want to talk about James' uh, encounter on the 4th of July. Yeah. Come here, brother. we've really been uh, just trying to create an atmosphere of expectancy in our house, of the Lord speaking to him, Lord giving him dreams, um, and then pretty much up until the past couple weeks, every time I'd say, the Lord wants to speak to you, he'd be like, no, <laughs> no, um, and, you know, just keep affirming it, asking him in the mornings, did God give you any dreams, like, did he say anything to you? We have a dream journal, so when he has dreams, I write them down. Just trying to express to him and, I guess, create a culture of that God does want to speak to him, and he's going to, so be ready for it. And just asking him, like, what's God saying to you today? If God was to walk in the room, what would he say to your sister? Like, what would, what does God want to say to me? And um, just having him, like, repeat stuff after me a lot, like, I have a destiny, I have a purpose, I am a son of God. Um, yeah, <laughs> I will see God, I will know God, I will love God. Um, and just having him repeat things, it gets in his vocabulary and his language and he's building understanding of it. So anyway, we're driving home from the fireworks at late, like 10 o'clock at night, and we're in the car and he says, Mama, Daddy, I see Jesus. We were like, <laughs> we looked at each other like, is he for real? Is, like, is he just thinking he sees Jesus? And it's like, how do you know it's Jesus? He goes, I know in my mind. <laughs> it's like, you saw Jesus today? You in your eyes? what does Jesus look like? And he said, he's wearing a white shirt. And he said, but his head is different. He has a different head on. I was like, okay, maybe he's comparing to what he's seen Jesus in pictures and Jesus looks different than he does at this moment his eyes. Because I said, he said, I see Jesus in my eyes. And his eyes are blue. Just like yours. And, um, I said, what is Jesus saying to you? And he said, let me think. And he was silent for a minute. And he said, Jesus is singing to me. And here's a little backstory. We've been singing this song, um, hey, we're not scared. We're set free from our fears for like a month, maybe a month now, whenever we're in the pool or things that he's, you know, where he's a little, he's a little afraid. And we're like, hey, we're not scared. We're set free from our fears. And he said, Jesus is singing to me. He said, Jesus is singing, hey, you're not scared. You're set free from your fears. And 
at first I was like, is he just repeating what he knows that song we always sing? And then I was like, oh my gosh, he just changed the pronouns from we to you, like someone singing it to him. And my son doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> Even yesterday, we were singing the song and I was trying to have him sing I, hey, I'm not scared. And he would change it to we and our and your. And he couldn't keep it straight. And so I was like, whoa, he just changed all the pronouns. And so anyway, since then, we've been talking about seeing Jesus. That wasn't even something I had introduced yet to him. So maybe he heard it here. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so pretty confident that the Lord's going to keep uh, showing himself to James. And we, you know, we've been inviting angels into his life and into his room and into, you know, the, the Holy Spirit. And yeah, so. James, what do you think Jesus is saying to everybody today? Not in front of everybody. (laughs) The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. And, um, you know, it's so awesome that many of the people in the, the, Eric and Hannah and their, their kids and our kids, we're getting to raise them in this environment, you know, and Ananias, Jonathan and Rachel's child. And, um, I think just it's going to be amazing to see these kids grow up and, and um, just emulate Jesus. And um, some of those powerful moments I've ever seen have been little kids prophesying so accurately. Um, but anyways, um, we, we, just, we just know that, that God's doing something so different right now. And, and it's so awesome. And just tracking with the Holy Spirit, fellowshipping with him. And, uh, and just seeing where he wants to take us. And so, you know, this morning, um, you know, it was just like the Lord just was saying, um, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to lead, I want to lead this meeting, not just this meeting. Okay. This isn't, this is this is, this is life. This is becoming our life. How many of you guys feel like you're in transition? I, I believe the Lord is teaching us how to live in transition. Not just, not just transition from one thing to another, but we're living in the place of transition, constant change, and, and stay there. And, um, and so we're, we're, it's, it's a, I believe it's the place of abiding in him. But uh, I came in this morning, and me and Scott were talking about Jonathan and, and, uh, and their time this, in Austin, and it was just, uh, I'm so, such an expectation about hearing what, what the Lord did down there. Um, and all these pieces are starting to come together. Dawn had a dream last night, and I'm going to, have her come up. There was a, there was some instruction, specifically in what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to do this morning, and I want to give way to that because I, I he listened when the voice of the Lord starts speaking, it says it comes from behind you, the voice of the Lord from behind you, uh, saying this is the way, walk ye in it. Right? It's a guide. It's a he's, he's a light into our, our our lamp into our path, a light into our feet, and um. So come on up here, Don, and just share some. Hey, you want to do yes, I'm sorry. Um. We're going to release the, the kids. I know Dan, Danny and, and Lindsay would go ahead and take the your son. We'll bring him back, though. I promise. <laughs> we'll take your son. This is why I, I don't typically. Anyway, sorry. Here you go. Oh, yeah. And um, I'll do that after. Here you go. Okay, so I had a dream um, last night, and the Lord gave me some instructions. And the first thing he said to do was um, 
talk to you about um, something that he'd been revealing to me in Luke 9 and 10. So I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to read part of it. But it's about um, when he sent out his apostles, Jesus summoned them together, his 12 apostles, and imparted to them authority over every demon and the power to heal every disease. Then he commissioned them to preach the kingdom realm of God and to heal the sick and to demonstrate that the kingdom had arrived. And he sent them out and he gave them these instructions. Okay, so I'm going to jump here. I'm going to go to 10. And um, and then it said, um, after this, you know, he sent out the 72. And he said, he commissioned them the same way. And he goes on and he says, the harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest, the father, to drive out into his harvest fields many more workers. Now off you go. I am sending you out even though you feel as invulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves, you won't need to take anything with you. Trust in God alone and don't get distracted from my purposes by anyone you might meet along the way. And then it goes down to verse 9. It says, then heal the sick. Tell them all God's kingdom realm has arrived and is now within your reach. And we're skipping over to 16 when Jesus concluded his instructions with the 72 saying, Remember this, whoever listens to your message is actually listening to me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And not only me, but the one who sent me. And then when the 70 returned and they were all excited, Jesus was ecstatic with joy, telling them, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. And Jesus replied, while you were ministering, this is important, and I'm reading out of the Passion, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over all his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. However, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is a true source of your authority. And so my dream started saying, I want you to share um, share that. And then he got, went on and he gave me some more instructions. And um, anyway, I'm not going to go into the whole dream, but I was here at church and I had shared with Tom what my um, instructions were. And then I went to the back and I was going to get a kolache because I was hungry. But they were only big kolaches. So I just took a piece because generally we have the small ones. And this time they were big. And so I said, well, I don't want a whole one. So I just took a piece of it, you know, off. And so when I walked in this morning, there's big kolaches cut this morning. And I'm going, okay, this is freaky. This is probably Jesus. <laughs> so... And there were a few other parts to the dream, and it just, it all just kind of lined up with like now, like the three of you, you know, Sarah and Rachel and Jonathan were up here leading worship, you know, and um, God's given me a couple other just things lately. But um, I just want to ask real quick, how many of you in here have spent time with the Lord this week? Just raise your hand if you've spent time with Jesus. Let me see. Hold them up high. I'm going to get past the light so I can see you. Okay, so that's who, okay, who has not spent time with the Lord? Okay, so if you have not spent time with the Lord, stay in your seat. Anybody else that raised their hand, please come forward. This, this is what the Lord told me to do, and he said to do it just that way. He said, start by asking you who has spent time with the Lord this week. 
So um, this is kind of weird, but anyway, no big deal. Okay, I'm just going to start with uh, Crystal. So the Lord said that when we come into his house, we're coming into the house because there should be fresh bread. And he wants all of us to eat. He doesn't want the people to come and eat what the leadership has. He wants all of us. He wants from the least to the greatest, from the leader to the visitor, all to come in and to have fresh bread. So, you know, knowing that you've spent time with the Lord, what the Lord said is the reason that he asked you that way, because if I had said, do you have something to share, you wouldn't have raised your hand. And the Lord said to ask who has spent time, because he said, if you've spent time with him, then he's revealed something to you. And so he wants everybody that raised their hand that spent time with Jesus to share what the Lord has shared with them this week. So, there you go. Okay, so for me, I've been struggling with several things this week, and um, it was just a really hard week. Just some physical pain, and... my faith and my trust were lacking and um it's funny because who was saying that somebody was saying it this morning about was it Dan? I don't remember somebody was saying something about um being childlike and you know we don't maybe it was you about like not depending on ourselves and like little kids don't depend on their exactly what you guys are saying that's what I feel like I've been being that's what was being ministered to me this week that you know stop trying to to figure everything out on my own and just to trust him and to know that he's going to provide and I don't have to worry about all those different things and um there was, there was like four different seemingly big catastrophes going on this week and I was just like it's too much I feel overwhelmed and just God just reminded me that it's not mine to carry. I need to give it to him and trust him. That he's going to work it all out. And um, yeah, so I feel like I have much more peace now at the end of the week. I guess this is the new beginning of the next week. But I know this week's going to be better because I'm, I have a different perspective and a different frame of mind. And I'm just ready for whatever comes. Amen. Yeah, and, and the other thing is just to keep my eyes on him and not looking at the waves in the in the sea because when I do, it's bad. <laughs> Actually, Jesus, it, it's him that did it. It's not me. This is this was the instruction. Do you want to call me second? Do I have to use it? Yes, we're recording. Oh, okay. So I've been praying for this gym and if I should do it, where I should do it. And I've been praying that the Lord come to me in my dreams. And I've been spending a lot of time with him every day. He's made me wake up at 630 and go and write down in my journal and read from my Bible. Um, and so, as you know, this, he came to me. I think last night and in my dream and it's the only thing that I wrote down in my journal this morning um, but he showed me a check wow. for I don't know how much money it was but it was a big amount of money that in my dream I was just like I don't know where this came from and I don't know why I'm getting it but okay this is kind of mm -hmm. nice um, so I mean 
I'm just gonna keep praying and hope he keeps talking to me and telling me when. Like I'm just being patient, keeping my patience. Wow. That's so, a I, yes, I have Yay. the biggest chills right now. Well, come on, Dan. Uh, so something really cool that the Lord showed me yesterday. I listened to a teaching that Jonathan had given to Sarah and I, and this guy was talking about a bunch of things. One thing he talked about is that he had he had to take every year of his life, or not had to, but he wanted to take every year of his life before the Lord and just kind of redeem it and just offer it to the Lord, um, just pronounce the blood of Jesus over every year of his life. And he goes into more detail, but I kind of felt like I was supposed to do that. Um, that was, I guess, two days ago. And then yesterday I was sitting down with the Lord in the afternoons, like, I don't know, I don't really get this. I don't, you know, I don't really see like what this is exactly doing, but I'm just going to go for it. And just one year at a time, I would just say, Lord, you know, Father, I present to you the, the first year of my life. I thank you for it. I thank you for giving it to me. I present it to you as a sacrifice and as an offering. And then I would just say, and I redeem that year. I, re I apply the blood of Jesus to that year, and I claim that year for you. I cleanse that year for you. And just as I started going through this through every year of my life, um, and I think it's something I'll keep doing, but the Lord started showing me that, you know, it talks about everything that we do is, is recorded and written in scrolls and things like that. And so it's felt like the Lord was saying that every year of my life is supposed to be a memorial offering to him, a yeah. year of remembrance, a testimony of our faithfulness to one another, a testimony of our love to one another, that he, like in the, in the book of Esther, there's a moment where the king can't sleep at night and he commands the people to come and read to him from the scrolls, the record of his kingship. And I just had this kind of picture of the father just commanding the angels, come read to me the scroll of Daniel. And he's just reading my life. And just as I'm claiming each year and applying the blood to each year, there's no more written record of transgression against him, of unfaithfulness. It's just only this pure document recording only my faithfulness to him, only my love to him and his love to me. And it just, um, there was some other stuff that went on with it. It was a really cool experience, but just, I was just overwhelmed at how like fun it was to present this, present my life back to the Lord in a different way than I ever had before as a gift. Like here, I give you this year, I give it back to you. And some of the years I would remember kind of where I was, you know, the kind of the older years and I knew kind of the good things and I would give him thanks and just offer him a sacrifice of praise for you know like the year I was married or my first child was born or things like that and then other years I knew that I was in sin in this way or that and I could bring those specific things to him and just ask him to just apply the blood of Jesus to that scroll and just wipe away those written records and anyway there's a whole lot of detail that went into it but it was just really cool just to present this to God it was just a just a remembrance of our love for one another so that's good. Hey, Brian, come on. I'm just going by who the Lord highlights. Mm -hmm. so. That's good. good stuff. Hey, so I was trying to hide. <laughs> That's the uh, I guess yeah, I need to, how about you, know, you, can't, you can't hide. You can't yeah, really hide. I'm about to hide. Guaranteed you're getting called out. So I'm a mess. Um, and I've, I mean, many of you know, I've been asking God to bring all this stuff out and replace all this junk with him. And give me an understanding of what he's doing, because, I mean, if somebody's going to do something in your life you, and you don't pay attention to what they're doing, then at the end, you're just completely oblivious. And I, I think you'll miss out on so much. So 
every day has been um, kind of like the Lord of the Rings. You know, I feel like the, I feel like the, you know, and I'm not one of the really cool guys in the in the movie, but like the little hobbit that spends the whole 18 hours of the movie crying. So, so yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a constant struggle. Yeah, him. So you know, that's kind of that's how I feel right now in my life. Every day is this this struggle, this this something new, and it can't be, you know, I'm a like let me just figure out one thing and work on one thing god's not letting me do that he's you know bringing all this stuff out and it's just so much junk it's like this uh show the hoarders show where you know you're walking you're like you live there so yeah but you know god didn't put all that stuff there i did and you know i'm like well how did it get here um uh, don't know but he's pulling it out and it's it's ugly and it's a mess and um Everything is is interconnected, and he's showing me this stuff. Um, you know, the Bible says that faith without action is is no faith; it's dead. And and Tom was uh, talking to me uh, last week about about hope, and he asked me what hope was. And uh, you know, it's an expectation. It, it's 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 like a, a confidence. You know, when we say you know faith, hope, and love, we say, well, I hope that it's not going to rain tomorrow. Or I hope that I'm going to get this promotion. Or I hope that, you know, it's you're saying that with an expectation of confidence in Him, not just a like fingers crossed, you know, like it's a superstition. It's it's not a superstition at all. And so this, uh, uh, where, where am I at? The uh, uh, faith without action is dead. And He's been poking at me about my pride. And apparently, I'm a lot more prideful than I thought. So. <laughs> um, my pride, God is showing me that my pride is revealing to me in the most uh, uncomfortable ways that because of my pride, it has caused my faith to fall, which has caused, uh, which he just revealed to me the other day, like two days ago, that uh, I don't trust him mm. with my life. I mean, I, I have trust in him for this and that. Yeah, you know, when things are bad, oh, please God help me, you know, get me out of this situation. But I don't fully trust him with my life. And that's a revelation that brought me to tears. And, uh, you know, that was something that, that uh, he revealed to me. Christy and I were sitting in front of my house at, late at night. Um, we were just talking and, and all this stuff was just coming out. And she was just perceiving it. And God was using working through her to, to pull it out of me. And it was that was uncomfortable because she's my girlfriend. You know, and, and, you know, nobody wants to share their ugly with their spouse or, you know, somebody that, you know, they might have a crush on or, you know, somebody they look up to or idolize or whatever. You know, you don't want them to see your ugly. You know, it's embarrassing. But um, he's just revealing this stuff and he's and he's doing it in a way that's making me vulnerable. So I think that's what he wants from us. He wants us to, like, just lay down and show our belly, you know, just expose expose everything up and, and be open about it and let him minister to us. And, uh, you know, I think from that, he's, it's uncomfortable and it's ugly and it's messy, but, but I know in the end that I'm going to be that much closer to being the man that he created me to be. And I'll be able to better reflect him yes. through other people. And I think that's what it's all about. So that's, yeah, that's good. That's, that's, awesome. good. that's good. Rachel. I knew you were going to say that's what happens when they hear the Lord and then the Lord starts telling you you're going next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Um, but it's really good because God's doing a similar thing. Um, this week, yours was pride. Mine was the spirit of rejection. And it's something that um, 
I feel like I've had to wrestle with like my whole life and had victory in different seasons. But this week, like some stuff happened and in my heart, it just was like, like there it is again. I was like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> and so um, just, yeah, I'm trying to paraphrase, but so the Lord had his thumb on it. And last night I was in the shower and I was asking him about it. The Lord meets me in the shower a lot. It's awesome. It's a holy place. Um, <laughs> holy water. And um, he, I started asking, I saw this, I saw this picture in my mind. I'm going to try to draw it sometime this week um, when I have time, but um, it was this tree and he said, I want you to like in the root system, below the root system, just sit down and write down every single thing you can think of that's happened. Like what you were saying all the years of your life, every memory that I bring to mind. And I was like, Lord, I don't have my paper yet. Like he's already like, I'm in the shower and he's like that time, that little boy did this and said this and that time. And he's walking me through from like, like I asked him, I was like, what's the earliest one? What's the, what's the beginning? Like, where did that feeling come in or whatever? And, and I mean, it was early you guys. And so I, he starts bringing like one thing after the other, after the other. And like I haven't physically written it down, but spiritually I'm like writing it down. Like, okay, like I'm going to do all this later. And I just, I, again, heard that verse you were talking about last week that the ax is being laid to the root of the tree, which I know is a lot of different things in that, that context. But for me, that's, he was like, I'm laying my ax to the root of rejection in your heart. Um, you know, no more. Um, like even the memories just like washing over that stuff. So uh, it was encouraging to me because it's like the, a lot of times the Lord's just waiting for us to ask. Um, and I think he's obviously allowing certain things to happen to me and in me. But that's my encouragement for the rest of you. If you start seeing this stuff come up, like ask him what it is um and he he will answer you like he started telling me very specific memories and i was like oh i didn't even think about that but you're right like i felt rejection so anyways it's really good it's been interesting just listening uh, just kind of the like the just the flow of the theme so it's sometime in the middle of the week i was in uh john 15 a scripture most of us are really familiar with, right? It's abiding in the vine. And I'm going to read the typical version that I've read my whole life, but I was reading, I think most of us in here have the Passion Translation, and when you start reading it, you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but we all know, right, I am I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. But it was this, this scripture, verse 2, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may that it may bear more fruit. And so I've, I've listened to that and I've read that so many times. And it's like, and I was, and I was, I was actually on a run and I was thinking about this because I'd read it that morning and I'm, it happens all the time. I'll read scripture in the morning or something. And then he takes me out where I'm, I start running and physically my mind and my body starts breaking down. So I can't like, it's just, I don't know. It's just a, place I meet with the Lord all the time and uh and I was thinking about the prune you know it's like I know that it was just the thought of you know Lord I know the areas in my heart that that are hurt like I can feel the pruning of the Lord it's like oh this is actually you pulling back to bear more and so I don't have to resist your pruning like in years past it was just this constant fight to resist the pruning when he's like no this is me it's not the devil like 
chill out, like let me prune you back. And so it's it's the it's the goodness of the Father that's leading me to more repentance, leading me to more pruning. But it wasn't even that portion that he was addressing, because in the Passion Translation it uses the word every unfruitful branch and every fruitful branch he prunes. Of the fruitful branch he prunes, but it was the unfruitful one that he just started to just give me this whole new perspective because in the Passion it says every unfruitful branch he lifts up. The Father lifts up. And I was like, wait a second, because I've always had this imagery of every unfruitful, right? He takes the root, he cuts, it's thrown in the fire to be burned off and, and, and thrown out like it's, it's worthless. And the Lord and the Father was just meeting with me. He was just saying, Eric, I waste nothing. I waste nothing in your life. So everything that's even unfruitful, I lift up. The things that are hitting the ground, I'm going to lift up so that they they may begin to produce fruit again. And so it's just a whole new, like, oh, my goodness. Because it's that it comes back to the identity, the sonship, like my worth. Because I think there's still things in my life that are worthless to him. And he says, I'm, I don't waste anything. That's good. That's so good. Come on, Trey. Trey, Trey, Trey. Most of my conversation uh, recently has been more just about patience with myself. My wife probably tell me I'm probably not the most patient person. I have a short fuse at times. And mainly going around the kids, which brings us to pretty much what we're talking about today. Try to be more kid-like. Take yourself back to those times where you're a kid. Yeah, you're gonna make mistakes, and let let them learn. Okay, and God's got their hand over our kids. Um, most of you know we have a big blended family with a lot of <laughs> different personalities. So. Um, many times it's very frustrating and I think it affects me more than just letting God take care of it. So just be more patient with the kids and allow them to learn from some of those mistakes they make. So that's been more of my conversations. That's great. Michelle. I knew you knew it was coming. She's been waiting on it. Anticipate. And my brain has gone from this one to that one to this one. Like, no, stop. What yes. do you want to say, Lord? Not what am I thinking? What do you want to say? And it's not what I That's was That's why I was feeling say. that. I was feeling that same thing. You were saying that. Yeah. Um, just explain why I was <laughs> One of the ways that God just really met with me this week, and it was really cool because I had been walking through it myself, you know, so many times we set aside our quiet time with the Lord, and that intimate time with Him is amazing. I mean, you know, when He wakes you up in a season at a certain time, it's incredible the strength and the energy you have for that day, even though you were up at, you know, three or six or whatever. But um, it hasn't looked like that <laughs> lately in my life. And some of you know I love to organize. I am an organizer. I might have had issues in my life where I really like to control. I don't have that issue anymore. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, but it's not happening the same way. But God has also brought these three amazing families who are so hungry for him right now and who are so broken in my tiny little community. And I've been able to spend, you know, 
every night out of the week with one of these families just loving on them and exhorting the Lord and listening to them share how God worked in their day at work and sharing with them, you know, memories of when the Father did that in just scripture. And it's just been amazing. And one and two in the morning and then you get up and go to work the next day. So all of that's been going on, and that's kind of in my new season with the Lord, where it's not by myself in my closet, but it's sharing him with other people who are allowing me into their closets. So yesterday I was with this amazing young lady, and she was really beating herself up because she doesn't feel like she's reading enough chapters in the morning before she starts her day, and she feels like she just doesn't have enough time for God. She's like, but I'm constantly talking to him, and I'm constantly praying you know in the spirit in my mind and just she was just really being hard on herself and God allowed me to just have I can't even tell you what he said to her but the look on her face and that aha moment of oh daddy loves me it's okay that I'm not comprehending what I'm reading at three or four in the morning because it's getting in my little spirit I was just like that is Jesus right there that is just as amazing and just as cleansing as being awake at 3.30 in the bottom of the closet. That's right. Mm, that's so good. So good, Sonia. It's There's a thing going on, for yeah. sure, yes. and I'm feeling it, too, in my quiet time with the Lord, and I with him every day and um, I get to actually walk with him all day long because I have my own business and uh, a lot of believers come in to see me so we uh, lift up the Lord and open it up for him and so I learn, I'm learning through a lot of uh, the leadership here and uh, the things that are even being said today that um, uh, God is uh, asking me to revisit some things uh, to make lists as well and um, you know to ask him where it began and um, just let him show me so that I can so that I can if I need to repent or I need to forgive or whatever it is I need to do to make it right and bring it to the light um, uh, there was a, a, re, a praise report this week. I was watching CBN and, and Gordon and Terry, they prayed lots of times on the program. And about a month ago, I started having issues with my left hand and uh, one of the tendons was getting tight. So um, I believe by faith and healing. And so I, I, they were praying, I lifted my hand up and I had it up in the air and I had my eyes closed and just hoping that they would call it out. And sure enough, Gordon calls it out. And I start crying. I start laughing. I start crying. I start laughing. And I'm praising the Lord and thanking Him. And uh, it got touched and it got healed. Amen. That's awesome. And so I called my mom and told her. And I called Susan and told them. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got to testify. But uh, then one of the cool things that happened as well this week, um, one of my sisters in Christ came in to get her hair done and uh, she's an intercessor and strong believer but she taught me as we talked about stuff that you know I'm learning here and all she's totally in agreement with all that kind of stuff and um, she taught me to frame it up she says she said that the Lord's showing her to frame it up to that whenever you have 
something somewhere you're going or you're about to do something that you can frame it up that you can speak uh, into that situation like if I was going to work well Lord I'm going to frame up this day that clients are going to come in today they're going to love their hair they're going to be happy with their hair uh, phone's going to ring off the wall I'm just going to book up today and it's week and uh, Father I just frame up today that I'm going to go in I'm going to be in a good mood and I'm going to pour out my spirit on everyone and I'm just going to open up and let you move and Father I'm just going to frame it up you know I'm going to be prosperous today and I'm going to sell lots of products today and I just thank you for that so I'm going to frame it up so that's what I learned today in the spirit. Speak into things and have a good day. Bring it up. All right, come on, Bobby. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Well, for the last Friday, really, a whole month, I imagine I've been about every morning. He's really uh, trying to get me to come out of this. My whole life, I've been. Whether I'm working or whatever I'm doing, I get so focused on that, nothing else even exists around me. I just walk in on it. And he, you know, just always, I know that he's always with me, whatever. He's trying to impart into me that I need to be with him always. And come in and I let get locked in, always be aware of what's going on, even though I might be working or doing whatever, that there could be an opportunity that it's going to change my life if I could just see it. But I won't see it if I'm not locked into him. So. So that's the journey I'm on right now, is getting, being aware, trying to be aware, and just don't get caught back up and grab my hammer and my tools and just be so focused on the head of the nail, you know, because that's what I get when I get the work done. I just go, you know, and he's trying to draw me out of that, where I can still do my work, but stay focused on where he's wanting me to go and do it. And, and that's a battle when you spend, you know, 60 years being like that. Changing that overnight, <laughs> you know. So I've got to. I mean, it's a battle I'm on, and he knows it, and we're going to go through it together, and I'm going to come out the other side, Absolutely. being with him. So, yeah. okay. Bring it up. Just Hannah. 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 So when I heard Dawn ask the question, I was actually in there nursing, and I was thinking, what does my time with the Lord look like this week? <laughs> And I haven't had a lot of mornings where I love waking up in the morning if I can just get out of bed and have that time with the Lord. I love making my coffee and going sitting outside if it's not 100 degrees and just spending that time with the Lord. But it just hasn't looked that way this week. And so I was just thinking, and I was like, have I spent time with you? And and I have, and it just looks so different this week. And it's either in my car or it's like, the other night, Joshua was teething, and I was just like speaking in tongues. Like, Lord, go to sleep. I was like, I'm gonna sleep. I'm so tired, and I was up like four times that night. And and then um, he did bring back this one situation that happened this week. Honor got a balloon last weekend in San Angelo, and she kept like letting go of it and float to the ceiling. And then she's like, Mommy, get my balloon, get my balloon. And I was like, okay. And so I go get the balloon and then she'd have the balloon and she let go. Mommy, Mommy, I need a balloon. Like this literally happened 10 times. And I was like, not annoyed. I was like, why am I not annoyed? Like normally this would like frustrate me or like annoy me. And, and the Lord just like spoke to me in that moment. And he's like, you know, you struggle with perfectionism and you struggle with like beating yourself up if you don't get everything right. And He's like, I want to teach you in this moment, like, there's so much grace. Like, I still have joy to give you grace and love every time you, like, screw up. 
So every time Honor let go of the balloon, that could be me when I like screw up or I fell or it's like the same issue over and over. And the Lord's like, here you go. Here's your grace. Here's my love. So I was like, okay, all right, cool. So that's what the Lord spoke to me this week. Come on, Scott. For me, it's been uh, um, struggling through particular people, me learning to love them or vice versa, me receiving their love for me. And so um, every time Etienne's come in to our house, we leave, I leave messed up. I mean, it's like... Not again. I'm just still screwed up and I'm worse or whatever. And uh, and so the Lord gave me a dream the other night with him in it. And uh, it was really neat because it was actually me getting to love on him. And then he was reciprocating that love back. And I'm like, Lord, thank you because I need that perspective. Because I do. I just, when he leaves sometimes, you know, I'm like, I want to hear what the Lord's saying through you. But... <laughs> I don't know if I do either, because, you know, and uh, so the Lord's actually helping me to shift some of my thinking um, to where I'm not, um, kind of like you were just saying, Hannah, just, sometimes you just feel like, uh, you know, I know I get it right sometimes, but I feel like more times than not, I'm not getting it right, or the enemy makes me feel like I'm not, and I really am, so um, it's just been working through that, and even this weekend, having time with Jonathan, bucking up against some stuff and, and it's like oh, you know and so uh, I was like okay well what's going on inside of me you know because I always bring it back to before I ever go back to even before I went to him it's like okay what's going on inside of me because you're triggering something for me to be frustrated right now and uh, and so I'm like okay let me just process through this and so we're just setting we're in between meetings and uh we went back to the house we were staying and just sitting there and and uh and I was just asking the Lord, Lord, what is this? What's going on? And so he really just took me back through our conversation because it was more I felt like that we were not hearing each other. And so when we're not hearing each other and you're trying to um um you're not hearing each other, I needed to hear back through that conversation and then so I did, I listened to the conversation with the Lord and then man I was able to talk to Jonathan I said okay here's where I'm at you know this is what I'm wrestling with here and so we were able just to talk it out and get get past all of it and just coming to a conclusion whatever I don't even remember the conclusion now but it was a God conclusion that just you know allow me to work in your heart first and then as you allow me to work in your heart then I'll reveal everything even Rachel was saying and other people, I'm just revealing what's in your heart so you can deal with it. Bring it to me. Bring all that stuff to me because I love you. I'm for you. I'm never against you. And uh, and so that's why we can bring it to him. We're not in shame, not in guilt, not in condemnation, but just, Lord, you love me. So I, I have no problem bringing anything to you. So whatever it is. So <clears throat> Okay, well, like everybody else, I think I'm standing over there going, what do I share? Um, and it's kind of funny how God kind of highlights things that have happened through hearing other people speak that you go, oh my gosh, that's what you were trying to teach me. 
and I didn't realize it until I heard somebody else say something, which kind of takes me to this community thing scares me. And um, some of you know my story, but I was married previously, and with my previous husband, we were in Sunday school, and he had lots of affairs with women within that class, so coming here freaks me out. And I know that it's a different community, but it still scares me. So there's times I don't want to be here because I'm like, what if something like that happens? And this past week, we were blessed to be able to go on a trip. Um, and we were in the Bahamas one day. And it's so crazy now that I think about it, because at the moment, I didn't really realize what was happening. But there was one day that we were walking the beach, and this man came out of nowhere and where we were, there was a storm that went through in October, so everything has been pretty much wiped out. So we're walking down the beach, and we were probably like, I don't know, half a mile from our hotel, and there's no one anywhere in sight. And so this guy comes out of nowhere, and he comes up, and he starts talking to Trey, and, you know, he's like, hey, where are y'all from? What do y'all do? And I just had this sense of fear come over me, like something is not right here. Something bad's going to happen. I don't know what to do. So I'm standing there thinking, okay, if this guy tries something, what am I supposed to do? Am I going to tackle him to the ground? And he keeps getting closer and closer to Trey. And I'm just like, I keep backing up. And I'm like, how do I manipulate this situation to get this guy to go away? I mean, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. And I'm like, this is insane. So I'm standing there and I'm going through all these thoughts of, can I say something? Can I do something? And in that moment, God, I just felt like God said, just pray. Like, this is a spirit of evil. You pray for it to go away, and I will take it. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, God, please just get this guy to go away. Whatever evil is taking place at this moment, whatever his plan is, whatever the enemy's plan is, just annihilate it right here and right now. And it's so funny because when you were up here and you said that, God just totally made me realize that's what happened in that moment. He annihilated the enemy. And we walked away, and the guy was, you know, we walked away, and I'm thinking, that was crazy. What was, you know, what was that? Well, we walk away, and we go, like, I don't know, 100 yards down the beach, and there is a sign, and it says, thank God for life. Mm. It's painted on a rock. And it didn't say thank, it said tank. But, you know, <laughs> we laugh at it, you know, thank, thank God for life, because it's all the bohemian, you know, but I don't know. It just, I think standing in here today, I'm in the back, and I'm thinking, you know what? That's what God's trying to reveal, like to let go of all these fears that come up because of whatever's happened in our past. And, you know, just in the moment, pray that God takes it and let go of everything. And a couple of nights ago, I had a dream and I woke up and I had the worst chest pain I have ever had in my life. And I'm thinking, okay, what is going on here? And in my dream, I was in a competition and it was like a physical competition. So I wake up and I'm like, okay, wait, is there any way that in your dreams you can wake up and have manifestations of what happened in your dream happen in real life, like have pains or scars or, you know, whatever? And I was like, this is insane. So I get my phone and I start looking stuff up and stupid me goes to like, oh, wait, am I having chest pains? Is this heart attack? So I'm looking up things about, you know, what are chest pains? And it's like, call 911 ASAP. And I'm like, wait a second. That's the enemy. Again, I, I, I don't know why I felt that. I just felt like that was the enemy. So I just prayed, you know what, God, whatever's going on, I pray that you're going to heal it right here and right now, and I'm going back to sleep. And I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I haven't had pain since. So I think in this season, God's just revealing to those fears, whatever they are in the moment, just to annihilate them by speaking, you know, truth of what God teaches us instead of what's in our head. So that's what I had to say. So good. Thank God. Hallelujah. Um, let me see. Jonathan. One of the deals um, 
I thought this was really neat and, and kind of talking about even just dovetail a little bit because it's something he shared, but there's a specific thing I'll share as well. But um, even on this weekend, we, it was funny. We were um, we were driving and they, where we were meeting, it was outside of Austin, but it's like in the country, it's the boonies. And it was a good like 20 minute drive out from where we were staying. So it's just all German farms and we're driving out there. And like the one of the last times we were driving out there uh, in the daylight, I was like, man, this is weird. It's just fields everywhere and they're not being farmed. But I told him, I said, there's no cows out here. Like, that's really weird. You know, like all these empty non-farmed fields, you would think they'd be full of cows. He's like, yeah, I, haven't, I said, I haven't seen a single cow this whole time. We made the trip like four times or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I hadn't seen any either. And then I look out and it's like cows. And I look over here and it's like cows. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, there were cows the whole time. I mean, this that's the, the punchline. But it's just really interesting. And, and earlier in that day, the war was, say what? Yeah, we didn't see him because we weren't looking for him. And that, that's what was really an encouragement that the Lord spoke to me and that we were even talking about is um, not being offended at the Lord when he starts asking things or revealing things in you. Yeah. It's just because you didn't, you didn't see him because you weren't looking. And he just like, look for cows. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there are literally hundreds of cows. <laughs> there are cows everywhere. I guess probably all dairy farms. There are cows everywhere. And so I just thought that was really, it's one of those like little subtle things so you know look for the cows but specifically when we first started talking before uh everyone else was sharing so this goes along with that very same thing uh earlier in the week um and my, i don't know how long you know recently just been walking through and knowing there's this kind of thing there but you're not really sure what it is and so just asking the lord and earlier this week i really felt like i was like okay i need to figure this thing out because there's just something not right and he's been doing a lot and he's, he's awesome and faithful and just experiencing a lot of good stuff with him and growing and and just meeting him in awesome ways daily and it's really amazing but at the same time there was just like this thing and so just like I just got to know what this thing is and so I just asked him and, and he said you you're pulling away before you can fail like you're pulling away before you can mess it up because he's good and he's not stopping but it's like oh, we've all done the I've done the church camp thing church camp church camp you know three days later crash wait another year church camp church camp i mean we grew up in that cycle and we had lots of those and this hasn't been like that but it's like there's a there's a issue and you would call lots of different things whether it's rejection or there's stuff it's just identity things and so still walking that out but it's like you're trying to pull away so you can stop it from from disappointment or from different things and so it was just an again anytime he, he showed something it's always an invitation uh, like Hannah was saying, not for shame, but just to receive, uh, receive from him. And it's just like he want he wants us uh, to come to him and, and be in that place, like so many of us have shared this morning. So. Uh, well, hello everybody. My name is Ashley. Um, I'm still trying to like learn all of you. Um, wow, it has been a freaking crazy 16 months of my life and I've been a wreck basically all of them and uh and then I met Sarah um maybe a couple months ago and I came here and I it's been awesome it's been awesome and horrible all at the same time <laughs> um but it's been it's been so awesome because God has been um uh giving me dreams again and and speaking to me and let me tell you like I don't I used to have my life together I thought and my bible studies my quiet time and man like now it's like I'm jamming out to Chevelle and like Jesus I love you and I hate this right now 
So, um, but this past week, it's been, it's been awesome because it's like, finally, finally I'm seeing God fulfill his promises to me. Finally, I'm seeing the hope and the future. And, and 16 months ago, when everyone's like, oh, Ashley, don't worry, like, Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a plan for you to give you a future and hope. And I'm like, I can tell you where to shove that right now, okay? Because I don't want to hear it. Like, my life is just like, like up here to like pff, crash and burn. So it's not fun. And I've hated every moment of it. But finally, after this huge long season, just stagnant, nothing, like, nothing happening and everyone's like Ashley what are you doing with your life like you have this job with Larson you're taking care of which is the little girl I take care of or young lady actually she's awesome she's 26 and she has down syndrome she's like my whole world and um but I'm like still at my dad's home I'm like what the heck I'm 24 at my dad's home god this is no fun like what the heck but I'm not gonna move because I haven't been released yet and I'm waiting for your peace about moving I have my whole family like what are you doing you're the oldest you're supposed to have your crap together and I'm not and but it's like finally like finally all of a sudden like a breakthrough and I'm seeing God finally come through and he's just like if you because back up maybe like a month ago uh, when I was here last I was like really struggling with control, because I'm slightly a control freak. I like to have my <laughs> life in order, so this has been a chaotic uh, year and a half, almost. And um, and God's just like, I just need you to let go. Um, this is kind of an inappropriate movie. My favorite movie is Fight Club, and I love uh, whatever, Marla. Uh, she's like, slide. And I feel like, I'm like, I just need to learn how to slide. I have to learn how to slide. So I'm finally like, I'm sliding, God. I hate this and I'm sliding. And I'm just giving it to you. Like, whatever you want to do, I'm sliding with it. <laughs> and then here all of a sudden, it's like my life's getting in order. And like, all these things are happening. I'm like, God, your promises are real. Oh my gosh. Like, does that mean all the other ones are going to be happening? Does that mean, oh my goodness. And I'm like freaking out because God loves us so freaking much, guys. <laughs> And his promises are true. He will be faithful to his promises and to his words that he's given to us, that he's spoken over our lives. Does not happen in our time, ever, actually. Uh, God's timing is way not ours. <laughs> but he is faithful. He is so faithful and he's so good and he's so, he's so real. He is so real and he loves our mess. Just so you know, he loves our messes. My life is a mess and I'm okay with it. I've learned to be okay with it. I've embraced it like... And God's assured me time and time again, like, I love your mess. You don't have to have your crap together. You don't have to have it at all. You don't have to listen to worship music and have this quiet Bible study. Like, you can jam out in your car to, like, I don't know, whatever you want to listen to. Probably not Christian music. And have a conversation with me. And I'm right there, and I still love you, you know? You don't have to have these things. It can be wherever. Like, just, I want to be in your life. I want to know what's going on. Just be authentic, be real, and be who I have called you to be. So, that's what, um, that's like what I've learned this week. So, anyways, um, there you go. <laughs> Great. Come on, Malika. I know you said, thought I was going to forget you. No, I was just going to go to sit down, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, lately God's been uh, teaching me how to deal with stuff out in the open. Um, I like to deal with stuff, like, in my own time, like, hidden. I like to write in a journal and 
keep it in there and not deal with it outside and so um not just out in the open with like people like my grandma or tom or anyone else but out in the open with him um you know sometimes i forget that god sees everything and uh that i actually have to talk with him about it you know it's it's almost like it feels good when someone comes up to you and like they say that they need you for like a project or something like that you know sometimes god wants to hear hey i need you in this situation and so he's really like teaching me how to say that like hey god i need you in this part of my life like i need you in every part of my life but especially right here right now in this moment so I could call Tom first, but he might speak too long. (laughs) (laughs) But it's giving permission, right? (laughs) You get to go last. Um, Well, I was trying to debate on what to share. Uh, Yesterday, I was spending time with the Lord, and I was kind of walking in my room, and my hips started hurting, and my foot was hurting, and I was like, okay, Lord, this is distracting me, this pain in my body. And all last year, I dealt with a lot of localized pain, but I've always been someone that has to take ibuprofen like every single day. And I've had headaches and just random pain that I don't know where it's coming from. And um, so the Lord was like, okay, if it's distracting you, then heal it. (laughs) I was like, well, I've been dealing, you know, there's this fear. Like I've been dealing with this for my whole life and I'm afraid to try to, you know, like if I'm afraid you're not going to, and then I'm going to be, disappointed and have to pretend I'm not offended or that I, I'm just going to have to look, I'm going to have to cover it up that you didn't do that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I put my hand on my hip and I could like, um, I could just feel like, or I could see the Lord's arm, like in my arm. <laughs> and he was like, put your hand there. And I put my hand there and I like felt the surge of power go through me. And like pain's gone okay and so I kept on with my time with the Lord and didn't have any more pain and then today same time with the Lord and I had been I've been like working out for like 10 minutes before I spend time with the Lord just to give my to wake my body up because at five in the morning I am not awake and so I've been doing like 10 minutes of working out so that my you know my heart rate gets up and I'm awake and after I had done that, my right shin was hurting and my left hip was hurting. You know, I, I'm like, I feel like an old woman. Like, you know, like, am I 80 or am I 35? Like, um, and the Lord was like, um, okay, heal it. And so I put my hand on my leg or where was the pain? Was I can't even remember. Yeah, down here. And all of a sudden, like, I could see myself um, standing like this in the name of Jehovah Rapha, my healer. And it was just so powerful. It was like, I was standing there and there was this gigantic black cloud above me. And I had like this third person view for a second and it went like like a camera, like I went up the cloud to see it and it just went to infinity. Like it was beyond and I came, it came back on, it was like hovering over me as I stood inside the name of Jehovah Rapha. And the Lord was like, this is your place today. 
you stand in my name and I'm going to show you who I am as Jehovah Rapha and you're going to stand in spite of it. And even afterward, I like just out of habit was going to go take ibuprofen because I started to feel achy. Like I just, I do it twice a day most days. Four. I have to take four to feel any effects. And the Lord was like, oh no, you're standing in Jehovah Rapha. What do you need that ibuprofen for? I was like, oh yeah. So I just feel like he's teaching me um, just whatever he's showing me. And we were talking about this at a women's meeting. I was like, I'm so frustrated that I, I feel like I can't take what I'm, like I'm having these amazing experiences with him in my morning time with him, but I don't feel like I'm able to like bring it into my day. Like it's like it stays over here and I can't make the two connect. And so I feel like the past few days he's been showing me um, and honestly, a big cue has been working out before I spend time with him. So I'm actually awake. Like that has been <laughs> life changing for me is to feel awake in my time with the Lord uh, and not groggy, but of him showing me how to take what I'm experiencing with him and bring it into my day. So even in worship, like, you know, I'm like, I'm there with my arms open in the name of Jehovah Rapha, like while we're worshiping and, you know, right now. And so, yeah. That's so good. Come on, Tom. I'm going to share, then I'm going to let Tom share what God's been putting on his heart. And, and I'm just going to go back for a minute and encourage you guys to read Luke 9 and 10. You know, the 72 were not the disciples. And, you know, something that the Lord wanted me to point out was that, you know, he fed 5,000, he fed 12,000. So he fed a lot of people, he healed a lot of people. But at the end of the day, there were only 12 apostles and there were 72 who were following him. But to all who followed him, he commissioned them and he imparted to them his spirit and his authority to overcome every sickness, every disease, trample every demon, and take complete control of their sphere of influence, the sphere of influence that, that they're called to walk in. And, and I feel like, well, I don't feel like this is what the Lord told me. The Lord said the reason he wanted us to do this this morning is because this is an activation from the Lord. This is your activation. It's time to start moving. What God called the 72 to, that was to all who followed him. There were 72 at this time. So who in here follows Jesus? Anybody? That means it's all of us in this room have been commissioned, and it has been imparted to us, and his word is go. Don't worry about what you lack. You know, you're going to feel vulnerable. You know, you're gonna, it's going to seem like you're going into a pack of wolves. Do it anyway. Know that he's with you. Know that the authority is there. And when you move, he said, as you were ministering, he said, I saw Satan top, topple and then fell like lightning to the earth. I'm telling you, that still happens every time we step out and minister. And what we did today, this is called cornania. This is spiritual cornania. We all brought fresh bread into the house. And we all served, you know, the dish that the Lord prepared with us all week long. And this is good because, you know, church isn't about the four walls. Church is about being Jesus 24-7. So, you know, you've been commissioned. The Lord has imparted to you. And he has activated you. So I believe that the charge is, is to take this and to go out. So the other part of my dream was is that Tom said, go and get some water. And so I went out to get water, and I had to clean the fountain. There was trash. There was junk in the fountain. I had to clean the trash out of the fountain so that I could get clean water and bring it back. 
So, you know, I'm not gonna put my spin on it. I'm just gonna leave it there and let y'all decide for yourselves what that means. But I really believe this was the Lord speaking to us because he's got something amazing for us. Amen. How many of you guys are grateful for the word of the Lord? So um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to share just really briefly. Uh, I, I haven't shared yet, and I will. Um, and the Lord's always so faithful with me. Um, I have, I don't, my life, learning how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, the leading of um, where he's leading us, it always looks like the thing you're not supposed to do is the thing he wants you to do. And, and then, then when you're experienced in, um, in being unexperienced, you get experienced in that and you, and you know, you, it's so easy for me, um, just to get lost. Uh, and it's, and it, it can be a good thing to be lost and it can necessarily be a bad thing to be lost. And, you know, with the Lord's calling on this community, it's really about, it's about leading people, uh, and leading you guys and facilitating and how many of you know the Lord's redefining what it means to be a leader? Yeah. Um, you know, when to, when to get in the way, when to get out of the way kind of a thing. And, uh, and so for me, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a reality every day that I can never get out of. When to, when, to, when to engage, when to disengage, when to say something, when not to say something. And in that, in that moment of, of, you know, saying yes... There's a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of things, a lot of growth, a lot of opportunities, a lot of warfare, um, you know, to bring people into what the Lord is asking us to bring, uh, bring everyone into It's It's, uh, and, you know, so there's a forerunning in that. And, and so th that's just constant tension. I, I wrestle with that. I wrestle with it every day. And um, it's good. It's, 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 um, but it's very real. So, um, you know, with that being said, you know, this morning I was spending some time with the Lord and, um, and I was, he, he led me to John 14 and he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. That's what I heard him say this morning to me. I'm preparing a place for you. And that word preparing a place is a dwelling place. And he says, if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may also. And where I go, you know the way. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And this is, he said this to me this morning. I'm like, God, I don't, you know, I'm just like, what I don't know. He says, where I, you know the way. Where I go, you know. And it's like, just, just keep following me. And, you know, keep trusting, trusting um, him. But, but, and then we came in this morning, and Scott doesn't know this, but, um, the Lord was just really speaking to me about Thomas this morning, this morning with him. And, um, you know, Thomas, after he's telling him this, Thomas says, Lord, we do not know where you're going and how can we know the way? Like, he's just, you know, he's saying this and, and Thomas is just coming out and saying, what are you talking about? Like, you know, it's this total uh, contrary to what he's saying. And, um, you know, we're taught that, 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 that Thomas was a doubter, you know, and, and, you know, my name's Tom, you know, I'm, I'm a Thomas and, um, you know, and if anything, I, I, you know, I can, I can identify with Thomas. Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> and, um, but Jesus says in this, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And he was just showing me this morning, guys, that what we're building and what the, like the Lord's really been give, bringing me into a place of rest. 
and things are starting to slow down where they seemed like in the past seasons they were really fast. It's like there's a grace to go inward. There's a grace where the Lord is just is in the peace and the rest where there's a finding, um, finding him in a new way and everything's connecting even more. And um, and he was revealing to me this morning about like each one of you are mansions like he says, I go to prepare a place for you as those are dwelling places where, you know, ultimately the very beginning, it was all about the, the Lord tabernacling in the midst of Jerusalem, in the midst of Israel. Right. It was him dwelling there. It was all about his presence coming in, in there. And and then Jesus is telling them, hey, um, the Holy Spirit's coming, but just 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 wait and and I'm going to receive you. And so many of us think that that's when he when he when we die and go to heaven. But it's actually not. It's actually um, he brought us to himself when he re- when he resurrected. And, um, and so he's just been showing me just how we talk about we're being knitted and fitted together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Come on, just stay with me just for a couple minutes. We're being like Ephesians 2. We're being knitted and fitted together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. What does that look like? It means that when I'm being knitted and fitted with Shannon, with Rachel, with Jonathan, each one of them is a room, a mansion. And in our relationship, you know, I'm a mansion, you're a mansion. When we're doing connecting together, we're being knitted and fitted like like the riches of Christ in you. And so there's a searching out of an inward um, inward reality that the Lord says, hey, I, I, I went to prepare a mansion for you. And you don't have to wait like the mansions here. It's inside of you. And uh, and just and it's and it reveals all sorts of things about everything's in the father's house. Because he's talking about the mansions, the household of God. Well, the household is, is here. We're being knitted and fitted together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. And go, go back prior to that. It's about the household, the household of the Lord. How big is your house? It's really a question for us. How big do you want your house to be? How big, like how much of, what's, of what is in Christ do you want? Because it's, it's free access. It's available. He's went, he says that. I went to make a mansion. There's there's many different mansions, many different dwelling places in my father, and uh, and so the Lord's just 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 bringing me into a peace of understanding that He's doing it. I'm seeing it. I'm partnering with it, and uh, and He's so confirming it with you, with what He's doing in y'all's lives, mm-hmm. and um, and so it, the reality of of us being built up, being knitted and fitted together, for not just. Your individual dwelling place is great because you are you are a dwelling place. But for a like what what would it look like? What's it going to look like for a region that understands that you are a dwelling place for God? That's being filled with substance that's being overflowing. And out of that, it says all the earth would be filled with the knowledge and the glory of God. So you you just you being overflowed as a dwelling place is actually the fulfillment of of, of what he was saying in that passage. And so seeing that and, um, and knowing that it's slow, this process is slow. Um, and it's, it's so much more is happening than we think. Uh, so it's almost like we're learning how to go, I'm learning how to go mock one, but it actually feels like I'm going a lot slower. Uh, and there's just peace and rest. And so, um, I believe that that's something as a forerunner, whenever whenever we're forerunning something, we're we're bringing, we're you guys that came up here and you said what you said, you're forerunning something to bring other people into that reality, and um, and I believe that's something that we're all pressing into as a community together. So, hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about our community, 
please visit our website at eastgatetx.org.